Welcome to everyone. We were asked a question about the term Ecclesiastes or Ecclesiasticus. Um, and within the body of the church would be a good explanation of that. Within the body of believers, within the bride of Christ, Ecclesiastes or Ecclesiasticus. All right, in 23, though, in Ecclesiasticus, or the wisdom of Shirach, we have a prayer here to flee from sin. We're going to see how he's praying to be held back from any sin, to be uh, have his footsteps guided here away from sin, to flee from it, like from the face of, face of a serpent. Um, as we learned in the earlier chapters, it says we may not use swearing. Most people think of that as cussing, but it can be oath-taking. But remember our parents, uh, and then there's three types of sin here in 16. Uh, the adulterous wife sinneth in many ways. Okay. On we go here in Ecclesiasticus, chapter 23, verse 1. O Lord, Father and Governor of all my whole life, leave me not to their counsels, and let me not fall by them. So those are the worldly people, and we don't want to fall by sin. Temptation leads to sin. Sin leads to the action of sin, and if you continue in the sin, it leads to death, your destruction, it leads to hell. Okay, and uh, two, we go on. Who will set scourges over my thoughts and the discipline of wisdom over mine heart? Question mark. That they spare me not for mine ignorances, and it pass not by my sins. Okay, and the, the Holy Ghost will do that for you and, and me. And so we don't start to uh, backslide. The scourges here are, scourges are good. They're um, keeping my thoughts clean, your thoughts clean. And here we have the discipline of wisdom over your heart, and all that keeps you from sin. All right, it says, that they spare me not for mine ignorances, and it pass not by my sins. In three, least, lest mine ignorances increase and my sins abound to my destruction, and I fall before mine enemies, and mine enemy rejoice over me, whose hope is far from thy mercy. So you see, when you fall away, uh, the um, people on the wrong side of the fence celebrate. The uh, demonically charged creatures celebrate. Because they love to drag people down. Why? Well, they're headed to hell. And they hate the people that are godly. That love Jesus Christ. In 4 it says, O Father, O Lord, O... In 4 it says, O Lord, Father, and God of my life, give me not a proud look, 
but turn away from my servants always a haughty mind. So here he's praying for all of us. And that's a proud, arrogant, uh, stiff-necked mind. Haughty. And five, it says, turn away from me vain hopes and concupiscence, and thou shalt hold him up that is desirous always to serve thee. So he's including others in his prayer, and of course himself now, concupiscence is an ungodly, uh, perverted uh, lust in your heart. It's a uh, appetite of evil lusts that are uh, inside of you. Um, and uh, so it's a big word. It's used in the New Testament uh, by in Paul's writings a lot. It's uh, a lustful person. Uh, in 6 it says, Let not the greediness of the belly nor lust of the flesh take hold of me and give not over me thy servant unto an impudent mind again if it's in your mind it's in your heart it can come out in action action leads to hell okay so you gotta keep growing not going backwards okay in seven here O ye children the discipline of the mouth he that keepeth it shall never be taken in his lips once again what are our words are our words godly are they out of the doctrine are we edifying others um, all those are good things and we want to stick to that we don't want the foolishness of idle talk or ungodly talk. Listen to this in 8. The sinner shall be left in his foolishness. Both the evil speaker and the proud shall fall thereby. Again, what's inside us comes out of our mouth. Okay, so what did Christ say? It's not what goes in your mouth that defiles you. It's what comes out of your mouth. It says in here 9, Accustom not thy mouth to swearing, neither use thyself to the naming of the Holy One. Period. Okay, so that's cussing in this case. And here you're using it, uh, the uh, naming of the Holy One of Israel, the Most High, and uh, you're using it in an ungodly fashion here. So, stay away from that, saying. In 10 it says, For as a servant that is continually beaten shall not be without a blue mark, so he that sweareth and nameth God continually shall not be faultless, period. So here you are. I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God. You know, and you're, uh, you're, uh, Falling short of the mark, but you're naming God in the middle of it. Many people use the name of God unlawfully, folks. They just, there's so much blasphemy out here in the world today. It is just, uh, it's through the roof and it's growing. But not in the body of the believers. All right. 
in 11, a man that useth much swearing shall be filled with iniquity, and the plague shall never depart from his house. If he shall offend, his sin shall be upon him, and if he acknowledge not his sin, he maketh a double offense. And if he swear in vain, he shall not be innocent, but his house shall be full of calamities. Alright, so that goes into a lot of different aspects of this swearing. And that can also be the oath taking, agreed there. But it, it uh, goes into other aspects of the uh, offenses here. Alright, and this is something that uh, he's warning us about. In 12 it says, There is a word that is clothed about with death. God grant that if he... God grant that it be not found in the heritage of Jacob. For all such things shall be far from the godly, and they shall not wallow in their sins. Now notice this word. This, this, now this one looks like oath-taking. And all the occult doctrine that goes with oath-taking. Alright, so it's every occult uh, part of the Osirian cycle, all the pieces of witchcraft and sorcery, and all their different levels, they use the oath-taking. And the Lord warned us about that. Jesus Christ did. And here we got a warning about wallowing in their sins. Okay? Alright. 13. Use not thy mouth to untemperate swearing, for therein is the word of sin. Okay? Again, swearing. This can be just foul language. Yes, this can be also other ungodly talk. It can be oath-taking in the occult societies of the world. 14. Remember thy father and thy mother when thou sittest among great men. Be not forgetful before them, and so thou by thy custom become a fool and wish that thou hadst not been born, and curse the day of thy nativity, period. Okay, so this is somebody's ready to kill themselves. And uh, you're not obeying the commandment to honor your uh, parents. Okay? And you're not to forget that law here in this. And you get in the habit of doing evil, and pretty soon your conscience is sizzled, folks. <laughs> and you become a fool. And at that point, then you start saying, why was I ever born? In a very uh, terrible way, an unnatural way, a way that the Lord would not have you do it. Okay, the man that is accustomed to appropriate, appropriate words will never be 
reformed all the days of his life. Now look at the words here. Once again, once again, the opprobious words are going to drag you down here. Uh, they're harmonizing this with 2 Samuel 16, 17. Okay. And this person here is not going to uh, ask for forgiveness and be forgiven. See? That's big trouble. You're not reformed from your evil. You're going to take it to your grave. And that's what most people will do, folks. They will take it to their grave. 16. Two sorts of men multiply sin, and the third will bring wrath. A hot mind is as a burning fire. It will never be quenched till it be consumed. How about that similitude? A fornicator in the body of his flesh will never cease till he hath kindled a fire. 17. All bread is sweet to a whoremonger. He will not leave off till he die. You see, these people are not asking for forgiveness. The whoremonger here is somebody that just has the ungodly sex, and that can be demonic. It, it really can. It can attract those fallen angels. Notice the burning fire. Uh, the uh, mind is like a burning fire. Ouch! That is not the good fire of the Holy Ghost. No. Notice the person's consumed here in 16. And notice how it ties right into for the fornicator in the body of his flesh. Ouch. And this uh, bread being sweet to the whoremonger, that means he's ready to uh, do as much illegal unlawful sex as he possibly can. Uh, they're harmonizing that with Proverbs 9, 17. Uh, a man that breaketh wedlock, saying thus in his heart, Who seeth me? I am compassed about with darkness. The walls cover me, and nobody seeth me. What need I to fear? The Most High will not remember my sins. Oh boy. All right, now they're harmonizing this with Isaiah 29:15 and Job 24:15. And all that's from the translators, folks. Okay, so here's the uh, um, adulterer, and uh, he doesn't think there's anything wrong. Hey, is this Joseph Prince they're talking about? Anyway, we got to chuckle out of the table, people. 19. Such a man only feareth the eyes of men, and knoweth not that the eyes of the Lord are ten thousand times brighter than the sun, beholding all the ways of men, and considering the most secret parts. Alright, now, like I said, there's a lot of mockers out here that have been brainwashed into not believing in, in their Maker. And they don't know about his omnipresence, and they don't want to know. When they tell you, I don't want to hear it, they mean what they say in that aspect. 20. Well, this is their maker. He said he knew all things ere ever they were created. So also after they were perished, 
he looked upon them all. Now, what about the punishment here in 21? They're harmonizing this with Leviticus 20.10 and Deuteronomy uh, 22.22. Okay, and that's from the translators again. And he's talking about this idolater that can't have enough uh, uh, adultery in his life. This man shall be punished in the streets of the city, and where he suspecteth not, he shall be taken. That's for the ungodly. In 22, thus shall it go also with the wife that leaveth her husband and bringeth in an hair by another. So she's what? Had a child by somebody other than her husband. Ouch. 23. The first that she hath disobeyed the law of the Most High, capital L and H on the high. And secondly, she hath trespassed against her own husband. And thirdly, she hath played the whore in adultery and brought children by another man. Ouch. Bastard slips. 24. She shall be brought out into the congregation, and inquisition shall be made of her children. Now, that also goes back to the uh, law of Moses uh, to get rid of the spirit of jealousy, and there was an inquiry that was judged, and uh, that was by the Lord. It was. It's a very interesting part of the law. We're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to... Uh, Deuteronomy, am I correct? Yeah, we're going to go back to the law again. And we will run into that uh, law that is to take away the spirit of jealousy. And uh, if she is not guilty, uh, the Lord will open her womb. Okay. She shall be brought out into the congregation, and inquisition shall be made of her children. Her children shall not take root, and her branches shall bring, bring forth no fruit. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. He'll close the womb of the adulterer. Uh, they're going to the wisdom of Solomon here for three. In uh, 26, she shall leave her mem memory to be cursed. Cursed and her reproach shall not be blotted out. So there's no forgiveness here in this case. This lady has not asked for forgiveness at all here in 26. In 27 it says, And they that remain shall know that there is nothing better than the fear of the Lord, and that there is nothing sweeter than to take heed unto the commandment, capital C, of the Lord. Amen to that one. And in 28, the number of generations from David to Christ. It is great glory to follow the Lord, and to be received of him is long life, and that life will last forever there in 
verse 28. All right, folks, we're going to get this up to everybody. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying the book of Ecclesiasticus as we are here at the table. And we want everyone to um, try to get back to the uh, Sunday call-in podcast because we go into the authenticity of our King James and what are the roots of all the wicked Bible versions, who are the people that put them out. Why is the King James so much different from a completely different source of water? Spiritual water, folks. The uh, other Bible versions are from the sewer. And uh, the King James Version is from a sweet spring, nice cool spring water coming out of the fresh mountain.